Man, so uh, over the weekend, I got to watch uh, the special by Dave Chappelle. I also got to watch Trevor Noah's special, but nothing was more funny than Cat Williams going in on everybody. Nigga, goddamn. <laughs> this nigga went in on everybody. Nigga, how you start off the episode talking about you a fat phase online? Nigga, what? You don't say that to a grown man. A nigga tell me that we got a box immediately. I knew this interview was bit, finna be crazy. As soon as, as soon as the nigga said, I was the first person that Harvey Weinstein wanted to suck dick on. Nigga, what? <laughs> That's how he started off. Well, actually, it was it was me who Diddy tried to have a freak off with before Cassie. I knew it was going left after that, nigga. So those of y'all who ain't seen. Go watch the Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp on YouTube. Nigga, I ain't never seen some shit more entertaining. Get your popcorn ready, nigga. Cat Williams is fake. <laughs> oh, my God. But where's my badness? Hey, yo, this is the I Might Get Canceled podcast. My name is Kenise. How y'all doing? I'm fine. And this is a safe space to talk your shit. Actually, to be loud and wrong, okay? And if you watching this deep down, you a habitual line stepper. And we going to cross that line together. Because we crossing lines like what? Immigrants. And so is Cat Williams. Because nigga. Okay? This is a POV from an NIG who don't give a F-U-C-K. Neither does Cat Williams, okay? So here's what we're going to do. Fuck with me. You all crossing guards. We're going to have some fun. Let's get to it. So today we're talking about Cat Williams and how he was interviewed by Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay talking shit shit. This nigga said a lot of things. Some things were true, but a lot of things were also lies. This nigga, but look, we're going we gonna to decide today. Your opinion. So we're doing... We're doing the cat facts, okay? We got to fact check them. The cat facts. Was it facts or was it cap? That's what we're doing today, all right? So, you know what I'm saying? Let's let, let's talk about it. Let's motherfucking talk about it. First of all, like, I, I, I ain't even going to lie, man. Let me tell y'all something about Cat Williams. Cat Williams is one of the greatest comedians of all time. Still to this day, every time I talk about who are my favorite comics, I always say, I always stop and say, hey, yo, the person who had the best special I've ever seen in my life was Cat Williams. I've never seen people laugh that much, that that loud, and that frequent in a special in my life. And it was called The Pimp Chronicles. Those of y'all who know, know, like, Cat Williams changed the game right now. At that time, I was in college. It was about, like, what, uh... I, I came into it around follow six. It came out somewhere around the 05, 06 time or whatever. Everybody had it on DVD or bootleg. This was the first viral comedy special. Before, like, before, it, it was like viral in the streets. Niggas know. We was there. People were speaking like Cat Williams. Make a pimp decision. You know, shit like that. Uh, uh, never in the history of niggadom, niggas were speaking in Cat Williams' language. Like, this nigga was like huge he was massive and that shit wasn't even in theaters he went viral without theaters he was the nigga everybody loved cat and one thing about cat he's such a genius man like this dude he has a huge influence he has a huge voice right he has a huge sway in the community and also he has he has a um not only is he genius not only does he have huge influence but He's also convincing as fuck. You know how hard it is to convince people that a joke is funny, period. In a, in a way, they got to believe you. He's convincing as shit. And all those three things, him being a genius, him being convincing, and him also having influence makes for danger. Okay? That's dangerous as shit because not, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, like Uncle Ben said. Shout out to Spider-Man, uh, Uncle, but raise him like the daddy, you feel me? But with great power comes great responsibility. And sometimes, you know, niggas will, niggas will abuse their power. So 
let's talk about the interview. If you haven't watched the interview, please go watch it. It's on YouTube. It did like 8 million views in in, in a day, right? In 24 hours. This nigga. We're going to be talking about this to the end of 2024. I'm telling you this right now. The only way somebody will beat those numbers or outdo some shit like that is literally got to be Krayshawn Rock, the baby. Uh, when I say the baby, I mean Krayshawn Rock's baby. It's got to be Blueface, Krayshawn Rock, Charleston White, and Boosie all banding together and making a We Are The One song together or something like that. I said We Are The One. We Are The World. <laughs> what if they did, Charleston White? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones to make a better face. <laughs> and Boosie's like, hey, man. Say, man, this is, we holding hands, man. That's kind of gay, man. <laughs> That's what it's got to be, dog. Just to beat those numbers, dog. Just to get us to forget this, because this nigga started off hot immediately, right? So if you haven't watched it, look, I can't cover everything he fucking said in that in that podcast, but we gonna get to everything. I mean, shit, he went crazy in the first eleven minutes alone, nigga. <laughs> he threw so many slugs, but let's get to it, right? Let's get to it. Starting with uh the money Mike thing, right? He claims that uh Ricky Smiley. Uh, 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 was lying and saying that, oh, I was supposed to play Money Mike, right? Here goes the thing. Whether y'all know this or not, <sighs> whether y'all know this or not, in Hollywood, you could, you could enter, you could audition for a lot of things, right? You could even be told you got the part or whatnot. And then guess what? A week before or even month before or even the day before, they could be like, hey, we're going a different way. That's just how the fuck it works. People know, like, I got a, I got a, um, I got the part for something we recorded. I even got paid. But the scare was that as soon as it gets greenlit, the studio is going to probably be like, mm, you know what? We're going to replace you with Jay Farrell. Like, that could happen at any given time. So that's just how it is, especially when it comes to pilots and stuff like that. If y'all don't know this shit, go look at the original cast of Girlfriends. One of the girls on that show was supposed to be white. It happens a lot. Hell, go look up um what what was that uh television show with Archie Bunker uh Family Ties or whatever? They changed <laughs> the cast four times before they picked the right one. They recorded the pilot four fucking times. I think it was called Family Ties with Archie Bunker. They recorded that motherfucker All in the family. I said family ties. That was the one. Long story. But yes, all in the family. They recorded that pilot. No, no, no. It was called. Uh, it was called. Um, it was called All in the Family. Yep, it was called All in the Family. And literally, he recorded the pilot to that episode four different. You could look it up. Different cast the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And. And that's what happens in Hollywood a lot, man. They got to see, they got to test it. They got to see what works. So he might've been given a part. Here goes a crazier part. Nobody went back and checked Ricky Smiley's interview when he spoke about it. He was basically saying he auditioned, you know, he got the part. And then after that, they said, hey, yo, we want you to play the Santa instead. And he was like, all right. And he recorded his stuff four times, I mean, in four days. Cause he just did the Santa. They was only there on set for four days. And that was it. You feel what I'm saying? So at all this time, you know, uh, Cat Williams probably not have known that he was one of the people because he says he was auditioned 201. Let me tell you something about auditions. 201 sounds like a more than a one day shoot, my nigga. You get what I'm saying? Like, yo, bro, like I true story. I uh, it don't matter. 
they did a casting call for the next. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember when they needed a new Verizon guy because the Verizon nigga switched to be the spokesperson of Sprint or something like that. And they uh, they needed somebody to be the new Verizon guy, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, oh, okay, shit, I could come in there, you know what I'm saying, do my thing, it's nothing. I got there, it was 30 niggas in front of me or whatever, and that was in Austin, Texas, right? And that was their second day doing auditions. And they had a third day they was doing, but they also did auditions in L.A. and in New York. The shit just happens, bro. Like, So it's like, to say that, you know, uh, um, he got it or whatever the case is, he might have got a call back and probably thought it, or, or maybe he actually was told he got the part, and they just went a different way when they saw Cat Williams come in there, and they like, Nah, he he does it right. This nigga knows what he's doing. That could just be the thing. So you know, uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say when he said that or whatever. When he was like, "You let that nigga just come in here and say, yo, cat, bro.' You probably don't know this, but that's cap, bro. We gonna go with cap and cap. We gonna go with cap. Like the way you the way you told it, the way you told the story and said how he shot your part in four days and came. That's not what the nigga said, bro. But so we're going to call Cap on that by technicality. So, yeah. But here go the thing. They both probably were just telling the truth to their own point of view. And they both could have been right. But maybe the others did not know about the others. So that's it just is what it is. Anywho, the next thing he said was, this was not a, he just said this on the slide. He was like, Ricky Smiley can't act. Let's stop right there. I'm going to have to call Cap on that. I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all are well versed with Ricky Smiley. But that nigga could play hella characters. He does that in his stand-up. He's done that on his television show. He had a television show, the Ricky Smiley television show. He used to do that on his uh, radio show or whatnot. He used to play the uh, the granny, the pastor, the this, that. This guy literally is, and he comes from that era who 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 uh, uh, came from the ilk of, uh, like, you know, the the Damon Wayans and the, um, and the Eddie Murphys, the, the, the Tommy... The Tommy uh, uh, Davisons and you get what I'm saying? Those people who played hella characters, you know, hella original characters and things like that or whatever, especially when they did stand up. So 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 spare me with the bullshit saying he can't act because he could do it live. He, he's done characters in movies he's been in or whatnot. He's done even his own original characters in movies he's been in and also on TV shows and on the radio. So I got to call. I got to call Cap on that. We got to call Cap on that. Brother Ricky Smiley can act. Let's let's keep it real, right? The next thing he said was about Ricky Smiley. He goes, which is why I put in my contract that I will never work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's wearing a dress. And what was his next movie? Was it not First Sunday? And was he not wearing a dress? You betcha. <laughs> he was so egregious. And I wanted him to play a role that he was comfortable in. Let's talk about the dress in his contract. That is a fucking lie. There is a lot of diva requests in people's like contracts. For instance, there's an action star, right? That uh he can never lose, right? Uh without winning at some point in time as an action star, right? I I heard that was the rock. He has like a no-lose clause. And also he can't have something where he's looked down upon because he's an action star. He's protecting his brand and his bag. Cause you know, like that's what Rock does. My friend had to explain this to me. Rock literally found his bag, which is being an action actor, right? In action films, right? And he said, I'm going to play everything within that bag of action. I'm going to do comedy action movies with Kevin Hart. I'm going to do adventure acting movies, Jumanji, with Kevin Hart and, and Jack Black. I'm also going to do uh, Buddy Cap 
buddy cop action movies. The one he did with Samuel Jackson. I think it was called The Others. I'm going to do uh, uh, swimming movies that are action. Baywatch. I'm going to do uh, one about a firefighter. It was something he did or whatnot. I'm going to do one about, I'm going to do an action movie about football. That's going to be comedy that he did The Longest Yard. I think that's what it was. What's the one, what's the action movie he did uh, for kids? He did a children's action movie. I was like, this nigga, what's it called? It was a fairy, yeah. This nigga was in his action bag. You feel what I'm saying? And so, of course, he has to protect his money because that's how he gets his bread, right? But there's no way you're going to have in your contract when it comes to movies that, hey, I'm not, there's no contract that you have where you're like, yeah, and a Ricky Smiley clause. Hmm? Two fairy. Yeah, two fairy. He had another one, too, or whatnot. And he had... um. Moana, there we go, there we go. Moana, I thought it was called Mona, but all right, Moana, that was hard too, man. And and that's his thing, right? So he, so to say that this nigga, um, to say that a man could have another grown man in his contract saying, I will not work with this person unless they wear a dress is wildly egregious and, and is, a, is a fucking flat out lie. And see, the thing is, what I love about Kat, like I said, he's a genius, but he's so convincing that if he tells you one truth, you believe everything he says. And not only that, it's so convincing, especially to motherfuckers who are not in the industry. I know about the industry, guys. Been on TV, been in movies a little bit, something like that. I was on TV. <laughs> but also, I know how shit works. You know, I hear the stories. You you know, it's a small community, right? So you're not having... There's another nigga who has, uh, like, a special clause. Hey, yo, look, uh, uh, when I get here, this is what I need on set. You get what I'm saying? Or... Or, but anything other than that where it really, like, deals with other people like that or whatnot, that's just something that your agent just either negotiates yes or no. You get what I'm saying? Like, hey, yo, he doesn't work with this person. Or, like, I know people who don't do, they don't do movies unless it's going to have a, a global opening. So you get what I'm saying? So to say that, yeah, um, I'm not doing this movie with Ricky Smiley. Like, imagine Cat Williams being offered Fast and the Furious 15. <laughs> Something like that. Hey, hey, hey. If Ricky Smiley's in there, he needs to wear a dress. Like, they don't give a fuck about that shit. And then not only that, imagine you as Ricky Smiley, you getting the paperwork, you about to be in a movie, and it says, oh, by the way, uh, Cat Williams' clause is you must wear a dress. Nigga, it don't happen. It don't work like that. Let's let's stop the bullshit, y'all. Let's let's really stop the bullshit. We are we are absolutely getting out of I'm sorry, I gotta call. I he has that in his contract. Like, come on, cat. You know that shit was cap, bro. Cap, um I hope I'm giving y'all the right cards, cause nigga, this is gonna be funny as hell. I'm pulling up cap and it's a facts on that up. All right. Um now let's talk about he got he got into uh Cedric the Entertainer. He said, Cedric the Entertainer stole a joke for him that he performed on Comic View in 1998. And he was, uh, you know, it was this big act out of a car, you know what I'm saying, with the music playing. It had the whole shebang, the whole performance. It was really, really dope, right? Uh, even people brought it up on social media. They they showed the video, and they compared it to what he did in uh, The Kings of Comedy that aired in 2000, but that taped in 1999, right? So, um... Uh, he did a thing about like backing up a spaceship or whatever or whatnot and how he would parallel park with a spaceship if niggas went to the moon and shit or if niggas went to space and shit. Now, here goes the thing. They've been arguing about that joke for years, right? 
uh, a couple of things I'm going to say. I'm impartial about this, y'all. So just hear me out on this. A couple of things. First of all, I do believe in parallel thinking. Let's just, we all share a lot of uh, shared experiences, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're in a similar culture with a person, right? Um, uh, uh, we all live a certain way of life. Cool, right? Then not only that, sometimes both people can be genius and come up with shit and never had, never seen a person do that joke or not. Like, I'm in comedy. Like, a lot of niggas complain, oh, he stole my joke. You talking about your joke about getting your dick sucked? Yeah, but you know, when you get your dick sucked, where she put your mouth on it? Like, nigga, that is not something so crazy, something so, you know, specific that it only belongs to you. Nor was niggas be, you know what I'm saying, saying anything, right? I've seen it all, right? But to say that a nigga stole your joke and that joke is kind of unique. So it's kind of like, and he and, and Kat claims that the nigga did see him at the comedy store doing that or whatnot and said, hey, yo, I like it. Now, Kat also said not only did, hold on. Oh, we gonna get to that. We gonna we we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. We gonna get to his active bag too. Don't 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 even don't even don't even see you jumping. You're jumping too far, brother. So now here go the thing, but bring it up because we gonna need that. So uh, and by the way, he said forty or something like that, or sixty. He said sixty. Huh? That's uh, I think that's TV plus movies, but he said films specifically. But yeah, uh, but back to it. So when it comes to the when it comes to the joke thing, right? When it comes to the joke thieving and things like that, Cat claims that said Psalm said he likes that joke, right? In '98, right? Sid says uh, that it don't really line up because he recorded it in '99, it aired in 2000, but that was a joke that he's been doing for the last six, seven years. Now I'm gonna let y'all know this right now: as comedians, we don't just test shit out uh, uh, when we're recording shit. We literally worked it out for years, especially back then. We didn't have as much technology as we do now. So you had to keep going over that same bit. And not only that, everybody didn't see you on YouTube. So you could keep going to city after city, different rooms and doing that bit over and over and over. So he said that was his closer for six years before it even made it to Comic View. I can also believe that, right? He also said that Cat um, also claims that he, um, you know, that's what Sid said. He has been his clothes for six years before he even uh, took it to Kings of Comedy. Cat uh, claims that he worked on that joke or whatever with um, Mark Curry, who was his partner at the time, you know, working on that joke, working on that joke, trying to get it to where it needed to be, right? Now, um, uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, so, yes. So, Cat also said that there was... Um, you know, we ain't going to get to that point. I'm going to stop right there. There's an old adage in um, in comedy where you know whose joke it belongs to? The nigga that get the TV first. Because all you could do, because especially back then, it's like you could say a nigga stealing from you, but if he makes it to TV with your joke first, nobody's going to ever believe you. And that's happened to a lot of niggas that have, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have, we didn't have YouTube like we have it now. If a nigga steal my joke, I could literally show you back in the early 2000s where I was doing that. I have a video that is dated that I did this at such and such place, blah, blah, blah. We get all types of clips from TV now that are stored on the internet forever. We could always find this shit. You feel me? So it's like, yo, that adage don't apply, but in that space, 
if even if you came up with that joke, right? I'm big on, look, if you know that shit happened to you, that shit is real life to you and it's similar to another person's shit or whatever, but you know the shit is specific to you, bro, do your shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, do your shit, especially if it's not the same exact shit. It's your idea. I mean, y'all might share the same subject, but not the whole premise and, and angle y'all are going to. Bro, do your shit. But then again, if a nigga make... I ain't gonna lie. There's been comedians who who went on TV, spoke about something. I was talking about this topic, but they already covered it on TV. I just scratched that joke. Hey, yo, next one. So, did... He, he says that nigga stole it. I'm gonna have to call facts on that. That was facts. I think he stole... And here go the thing. Look, said, I love you, my frat brothers. I fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Noop, noop, yo. I fuck with you, my nigga. But said, it's just the fact that whether you stole it or not, that shit, because Cat claims that it made not only TV, but literally it was a part of their commercials, their previews when he was doing that. Bro, if that joke is that big, bro, and our shit is similar, I'm not even finna do it. I just got to do a whole nother joke. It just is what it is. It's already on TV. It's that big. It's that noticeable. I'm not even finna play with myself or my career even if I knew I made this up myself, I'm not taking it to the big screen, period, bro. Just off that, they're literally, like, just off the strength of that, like, yo, man. Because yeah, it's not like y'all have verbatim the same joke. You niggas have the same choreography. That's the crazy. It's the same. Y'all both had a cigarette. Y'all both bagging it up. Y'all both. Nigga, hey, I would have just gave up that joke, bro. It's, you know, so I'm going to call facts on that. The next one. The Steve, he said the Steve Harvey show, he copied hanging with Mr. Cooper. He wanted to be a teacher. Then he became the principal. And then this and that. First of all, hanging with Mr. Cooper, I think he started as a teacher and then I think became a principal. But on the Steve Harvey show, he was the music teacher. And Peggy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what was her name on the Steve Harvey show? Peggy? Peggy? I forgot. But uh, um, Tasha Mack from the game, she was the principal of the school, right? And then later down the line, if I'm not mistaken, Steve Harvey, you know, later down the line of all the seasons, Steve Harvey became the principal at some point or whatnot, or the assistant, some shit like that. He was the assistant principal. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Piggy. that the Regina Piggy. Yeah. Uh, and so I think her name was Miss Williams on there. But yes, that was uh, what happened. I think he became an assistant principal or maybe became the principal. But to say that, oh, man, he tried to have a whole show just like hanging with Mr. Cooper. Here goes the thing. And that's funny to say, because if you go back and look at the list of uh, Showtime at the Apollo host, I think uh, um, uh, Mark Curry, who is hanging with Mr. Cooper, uh, I think that nigga was also the host of Apollo before that nigga. <laughs> But it was just a gig. Everybody just wanted a gig. Y'all got to understand this. And this was also back in the day where comedians literally used to get, they used to get shows. You know what I'm saying? They used to get television shows, right? For instance, Tim Allen, he goes on stage doing his comedy bit about, oh yeah, and then you get the motorcycle. Oh, oh, and then you put the, you get the, uh, you get your, uh, your car and then you put the Hemi in it. Oh, oh. He did that. And guess what he got? He got tool time. You get what I'm saying? He was Tim the Tool Man Taylor, right? And this is how, how much you know, like, we've progressed. We got to a point where, where with black sitcoms, at first they'll just name it whatever, and then they were like, nah, you need to make sure you keep your name. 
You know what I'm saying? You keep your name because that's what people going to call you. So that's why on Fresh Prince, his name was Will. Right? That's why on Martin, the Martin show, his name was Martin. You know, the uh, the, uh, the Steve Harvey show, his name was Steve Hightower. But it still was Steve because, you know, he wanted to be known for that name. Like, that was a thing, especially with comedians, too. The Jamie Foxx show, where his name was Jamie, what was a uh, Water, what was his name? James, uh, Jamie, Jamie King. I said Water. Jamie King on there. So, yeah, so the point I'm making, though, the point I'm making, though, is that, like, yo, bro, like, if you were good at stand-up comedy back in the gap, uh, uh, these comedy agents and management, they used to believe in scouting back then. And and they used to, the Wayans brothers, same thing. But back in the gap, like the late 80s especially, but in the 90s it's, and even to the early 2000s, right, they used to believe in comedians. They used to believe in actually building talent. Like, hey, yo, this is where you're at. We're going to take you to the next level. They believed in that back in the day, Right. And so they would scout you, see you, they, they'd invest into you. Hey, yo, you need to stay in these classes, these acting classes, or, hey, yo, we need to come up with something to write. Can you write something, pitch something? And they would pitch all these ideas. So to say that, oh, man, he stole it from this. Nigga, no, bro. When you a hot comedian and you're known in clubs, they tried to build a whole uh, uh, television show around you. The Ellen DeGeneres show. She used to have a show. Rosie O'Donnell had a talk show. Um, uh, they tried shit with Jay Leno, uh, uh, mad about you, uh, mad about you in the nineties. I think it was. Yeah. Mad about you was starring, uh, what was his name? The comedian on there. Um, if you were a comedian at hell, Roseanne Barr started Rose, the Roseanne that started because Roseanne was in the comedy clubs doing her bit about being white trash. You can look this shit the fuck up. This happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, uh, Damon Wayans got television shows, sketch shows, or whatever. Damon Wayans, I'm sorry, even Damon Wayans too. But Kenan Ivory Wayans got it because he started off with stand up. They saw you was good at that, and it was like, hey, yo, let's put this motherfucker on TV. He's hilarious. People will watch this shit. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is what was going on. So to say, he copied you when he got a show just like this nigga. He wants, like, hey, cat, cap. Now, when you said that nigga said he had the whole America believing that he had. Yeah, the whole America believing that he had uh, 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 the best hairline. And all of a sudden, we found out that it was a man unit. <laughs> Dog. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. That was some real ass shit. And here's, <laughs> here's why. I've been saying this shit for years, bro. I've been saying this shit for years, dog. I said, I don't care what nobody says. I have never, if I um, if I ever post this as a snippet on uh, social media, I'm going to find a tweet where I said it years ago, right? Where I was like, I was like, I knew Steve Harvey was wearing a toupee this whole time or whatnot. Um, I said this back in like 2007, maybe 16 or 15. But I used to always say, I knew this nigga, uh, uh, Steve Harvey, was wearing a toupee because... I ain't never seen a nigga go from a high, flat top, low key fro. I never seen a nigga go from a fro to bald like that. It never happens. There's always some balding that happens first. There's always a transition. Kobe went from fro Kobe to low fade Kobe and then bald Kobe. You get what I'm saying? Nobody goes literally from a fro to just bald overnight. It don't happen. Nigga, we woke up one day and his fro was on his mustache. Am I lying, bro? 
He was just bald head out of nowhere. There was no, you can't look up no transitional period where he was balding. He always had on the man. Unit. And I told y'all they've been had man weaves since the eighties. Look at Michael Jackson. Y'all think that nigga just had baby hair when he just went white? Like nigga, come on, bro. Nigga, that wasn't his fucking hair, bro. Come on. He wore lace fronts. This nigga had a whole motherfucking, a bob cut like bitches. <laughs> Some, he had a bob. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga was, I'm talking about silk press, everything crazy. But that wasn't his nigga hair. I'm just keeping it real with you. Um, and so I'm saying all of that. I'm saying he had the best lace front in the game. But I'm saying all that. And number two was Steve Harvey. So was that true, he said? Absolutely. Absolutely. Steve Harvey wearing a man unit? Absolute facts. Absolute facts, nigga. Now, uh, as far as... Now, uh, the next thing he said, uh, he said, oh, why, why... He said, oh, why, uh... What did Cat Williams say about uh, why uh, Steve Harvey ain't no uh, no movie star? He said some shit like, oh, oh I didn't want to be a movie star. No, that's because that's because they make 30,000 scripts in Hollywood. 30,000 scripts a year. And none of them asking for no country bumpkin nigga that can't speak. That look like Mr. Potato Head or whatever. You have to have range. <laughs> that's a fucking lie. And let me tell y'all why. See, it sounds good to people who not in the industry. I'm telling you what the fuck going on. First of all, and I love all my friends as acting and everything like that, but you can be the best actor you want in life, and that don't mean shit. You don't have to have range. As a matter of fact, the biggest actors in the world right now are not niggas with range. Let's keep it real. When the last time you seen uh, 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 Statham? What's his name? Statham or whatever? When the last time you see Jason Statham? doing a dramatic role that was just serious. No, nigga. The Rock is one of the biggest actors in Hollywood right now. That nigga has no range. He played a rock every single time. If not, it's Dwayne Johnson. It's one of the two he played in every fucking movie, right? They, you said what happened? A couple of them do. Baywatch did. But, you know, neither here nor there. We remember his big ones. He's still doing, he's still, he's still accumulating billions of dollars in the box office. So shout out to The Rock. Or would not. Now, back to it. Speaking of uh, box office, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, I'm not saying Kevin can't act. He does a great job, but he doesn't have to. They're paying him because he's Kevin Hart. They're booking him because he's Kevin Hart. Also, he owns his own production company. They He makes so much money in the box office, he don't need to have range. So to say you have to have range is fucking cap, nigga. Cap. We going over the cap. We going over the cap fact. That is cap, nigga. And let me tell you, and, and he he was like, I played in 46 movies. And I didn't play Cat Williams. Nigga, yes, you did. Let me tell you. First of all, I don't even know you was in 46 movies, but you know, it could have been uh independent films, things like that. So whatever, bro. But to say, but to say that you were in 46 movies, nigga. And you never played the nigga. Look at your biggest Friday you played a pimp, which was Cat Williams. Oh, he was in 44, right? That's not movies, though. He said 44 films. Yeah, so, but that's Cap 2 in itself. Now, he says this, right? But let's talk about it. Next Friday, he played a pimp. Right? Which was, and, and who we thought was actually... Cat Williams, because when he got on stage and he's doing his jokes, 
what he come out as? A pimp with the big ass belt buckle, this and that. Make a pimp decision. You remember that? But I'm saying exactly. He played a pimp. He was doing pimp shit. He got on the whole pimp leprechaun outfit. Am I am I lying here? He has he has specials called pimping pimping. Nigga. He talks about doing pimp when you got a bitch. This and that. Nigga, what you talking about, bro? Your whole style was wear the small fedora hat, you know what I'm saying, and come out in a mink coat. Did he not do that in uh, uh, Pimp Chronicles? And uh, America's, uh, what was it? Um, America's Most Wanted, whatever the fuck it was called. All I'm saying. Uh, exactly. Now, here goes the thing, right? So, it's Cap on the movies he had, right? And he played a pimp in, uh, he played a pimp in uh, Next Friday. He also played a pimp in, um, he played uh, a pimp in, what's that movie? Uh, Norbit. Y'all know he was in Norbit? He played a side pimp. An extracurricular ass pimp. Then it matter of fact, do y'all remember the Bulldogs? He played a pimp named Slickback. Nigga, you wanna talk about range, Cat Williams? Your greatest movies, one with Eddie, the other one where everybody knew you as Money Mike, and the voice that has carried on for generations in the boondocks was all pimps. You talking about range, my nigga? All right, bro. So we calling Cap on that because you really don't have to have range, Cat, especially you. All right, uh, next thing the nigga said, next thing the nigga said was he said, Said he said Cedric the Entertainer doesn't have comedy specials between Netflix nor uh between Netflix or Tubi. Nigga, you could go on Netflix app right now, bro, and type in Cedric. His special is on there. If I'm not mistaken, he had two specials on Netflix, but he has a special currently on Netflix right now. It's not hard to find, nigga. You literally just all you gotta do is just hit log into your uh into your cousin's account, boom, and you can see that. Why would you why would you openly lie like that? But my nigga is real convincing to people who don't go back and fact check this, who or who not who are not in the industry. You feel what I'm saying? And I love Cat. One of the greatest, one of the best, and actually made the funniest special of all time. I'm gonna keep saying it. Pimp Chronicles was the funniest special of all time. You know, since then it's kind of been a little. But I fuck with my nigga, bro. You know what I'm saying? But that was a that was an egregious lie. Nigga, we can check that. Okay, cool. But he says he doesn't have one. He said he is so unfunny. He doesn't have a first of all, you want to talk about unfunny. Netflix got hella unfunny shit on there. You think that's stopping? Said is a and, and talking about said ain't no movie star. Look, let me tell you something about how the game goes. When you get really big. When you get really big, they start throwing TV shows at you and they start. He No, he, but I ain't gonna lie to you. He's had so many on Netflix. It's probably just not on there now. Cat Williams got hella. He's had a hella Netflix specials and also hella specials on Netflix, whether they, whether they rewatch them in or not or whatever. I, I ain't gonna do that to Cat. Cat, Cat got hella specials. Cat got hella specials on there. So, but for him to only have two on there right now and said has one, nigga, that don't mean, it's like, what you, what we doing, brother? So, um, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I ain't even checked Tubi. Can you check Tubi and see how many Cedric got on there? Just check. See if Cedric or Cat got some on there. Now, here go the thing too, man. It's like, when when he said that whole thing with the specials, bro, 
it, in a way it was like, okay, that was just the like, nigga, there's no way you could just get away with that lie. You feel what I'm saying? And you know, my nigga, my nigga said some shit, right? Um, he said some shit. He said, he said, anybody who tells you different is a, f who? Need to have anything else to, oh, okay, cool. But Cat Williams said, he only got one up? Oh, yeah, that's it, bro. Like, nigga, and you was bragging. You was bragging, bro. So, but yeah, Cat Williams said something. He said a couple things that I'm like, yo, this was real. He said a nigga is a fat Faison lie. If you believe that, you a fat Faison lie. First of all, nigga, that's hilarious. I don't know. A nigga, a nigga say that to you. You got a box. You got to shoot the nigga. I don't give a fuck what you say. Nigga, you, you, you a fat Faison lie. Nigga, for the rest of 2024, that's all I'm calling people. I don't give a fuck if you skinny, bitch. You a fat Faison lie. Fuck out my face. Fat face on ass bitch. Like, I'm going to start saying that to folk. Fat face on lying ass bitch. Like, nigga, you got to box this nigga. This nigga just made your ass the poster child of liars. Fat or not. God damn. How you fat shame a nigga and lie shame a nigga? Nigga. But yes, uh, that was facts. I don't know. Because it, it just seems so real. So we're going to go with facts on that. Shout out to Cat on that. Now. Uh, my nigga, uh, uh, he also said some real ass shit. I'm already put the fact sign up. He said, winners aren't allowed to allow losers to rewrite history. My nigga, that was the really facts, nigga. That was the really shit I ever heard, bro. That was the really shit I ever heard, bro. Facts, bro. You not supposed to let them niggas rewrite history, bro. You right. You right. Now, and also, I'm going to say this to you, you know what I'm saying? This is just for, you know what I'm saying, the people on the come up and shit. This is why you have to have your own platform. This is why you have to. You, this is why it's illegal for a creative to be obscure in their industry. Because if you are, you don't get to control your own narrative. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody could tell some shit about you and say whether it's a lie or the truth and you have no comeback. That's the reason why social media is so great. I'll be telling people, get your own podcast, get your own following, get whatever the fuck you got to do. Make them videos do that because you could push your narrative. You feel what I'm saying? There were people in the 90s that wish they had shit like this. And I'm not even just talking about creators. I'm talking about regular folk. When the shit happened with uh, uh, Bill Clinton and uh, what's, what's her girl named? Monica Lewinsky. When she, she ain't had, she ain't had, that probably wasn't even the only intern he did that with. You feel me? That probably wasn't even the only intern he did that with. But none of them had Barbara Walters' number. None of them could just speak their piece. Everybody just believed who was the only person on TV saying it. So it had to be true. And that's why you need your own platform because you want to be able to say your truth if need be, bro. Straight up, bro. So yes, dog, because anybody can say anything about you. And that's what Kat, that's what Cat came to this interview to do. He got his lick back. He got his lick back. He created a couple narratives and he got people to believe him. Not only was that a good interview, but it was great PR. If he ever does another tour in the next month or so, or whatever, it's going to be packed. But he was already selling tickets before that. But this is what you want somebody to do. Not how he, not how he was, the nigga cooked everybody. But you want somebody to build up that much interest about you in order for you, you know what I'm saying, to go on the road and sell tickets and things like that. Now, he started off the thing. He said, look, I'm not here to sell nothing. I just, I just came here to, you know, 
rights and wrongs and, and, and to say my truth, you know what I'm saying, and call out the liars. I fuck with that. He got his leg back and he did what he was supposed to do. Now, he 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 also said he could run a 4-3 or, 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 or faster at the age of 70,000 years old. Nigga, stop lying. That was that was motherfucking that was new era cap right there, nigga. That was that was uh uh seven and three eighths right there. Y'all remember the fitted hats? Yeah, okay, never mind. That was cap, nigga. Nigga. A four three. Nigga, you're a liar. And that's why and and cat wonder why we think he on drugs, bro. Like, nigga, cause don't nobody run that fast at that age unless you a crackhead. Unless you Anywho. Then he goes and on and says, uh, yeah, I uh I ran uh I mean I between the ages of three and eight, I read about three thousand books a year. Nigga, let's you know there's only three hundred and sixty-five days in a year, right? So if you I've been on this podcast for about like forty minutes. That means that means you had to at least read three books within this time frame. Of this podcast right now Hold on wait Four books Nigga you're a fucking liar You're a liar Ain't that like Let's do the math That's almost ten books a day right Between the ages three and eight Not Not not. I, I know you You are older than this But not worried about Baby Shark Do 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 Not worried about Nickelodeon Not worried about you. What books you was reading nigga Coloring books? What you, what was you reading? Ain't enough Clifford the Big Red Dogs to be reading that fast at 3,000. This nigga basically said he read 15,000 books in five years. There's a person in the Guinness Book of Records for reading uh, books, for reading uh, fast, and they're not close to 3,000 books a year, bro, at their pace. Nigga, you're a liar. <laughs> that was a fucking lie, bro. We talking about the cat facts, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get let's get to it. Now, let's get to the big one. This nigga cat was saying how he's not on drugs and shit like that. Come on, nigga. Come on, nigga. You not on drugs. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just saying, you're not a nigga. He gonna say, I haven't done a hard drug in my life. You can't point nobody out that sold nothing to me, that that no hard drugs to me. You can't point. You know you're on drugs when your defense for somebody saying you're on drugs is prove it, <laughs> nigga. What, <laughs> nigga? What did you? I mean. <laughs> That's it. Hey man, you stole from me. Show me on video. <laughs> How is that your defense? How is that your defense, bro? Nigga, prove it, nigga. Let's talk about it, dog. Let's talk about it, bro. You, you say you're not on drugs. Cool. You say you're not on drugs, but you do a lot of drugs shit. You know what I'm saying? You do a lot of shit that is kind of, you know, some drug-ish type shit. Like, first of all, you fight at a Benny Siegel concert. You out your goddamn mind. You fighting at a Benny Siegel concert. Y'all seen the video? Go on YouTube. You can look it up. Type in Cat Williams and Benny Siegel. It's going to show him 
Literally, click on the first video. It's going to show him doing push-ups on stage while Benny Siegel is performing. Even though what we do is wrong. And he's sitting up there doing this, right? He takes off his chain and I think his watch or something, right? And then he looks at the nigga and jumps on somebody in his entourage. And they beat the fuck out of that nigga. Why would he think somebody was coming to say they stomped on this nigga? You're on drugs, bro. Matter of fact, and then literally, I made... I know this to be true because I I've been making I've been making content on social media when Instagram was 15 seconds. So I've been in the game almost 10 years of just content making alone. Right. And I make I made news reports about everything. I literally made two in a week about Cat Williams because the Beanie Siegel thing happened. And then literally right after that, he fought a seventh grader. <laughs> and then going to get on stage talking about, yeah, he was 17. Nigga, no, he wasn't. That kid was in middle school, nigga. That kid was in middle school. You fought a seventh grader that sat like literally the next week. You fought a seventh grader, bro. And then after that, what happened? You fought a seventh grader, nigga. And that nigga beat the fuck out of you in front of his friends. And it's all over. You can't even say, well, prove it. Nigga, he whooped your ass in front of everybody. And every single time he punched somebody first and then got his ass whooped. That, you on drugs. What are you fighting a kid for after you fight at a Benny Siegel concert? What are you doing? The nigga was like, you know what? After the Benny Siegel asked with me, he said, you know what? I'm going to start picking on niggas my own size. And then got whooped by a nigga your own size. Like my nigga. And so it's like, yo, bro, you not beating the drug allegations with this one. My nigga, this was... This was drug shit, bro. Then, as a matter of fact, you could go look up Cat Williams' fight compilation. He has a five-minute fight compilation on YouTube. Every single one of the things look a little crackheadish. You feel me? I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. He also said this that sounded like a lot of drugs was happening. He said when he was like 12 or 13, in this same interview, he said when he was 12 or 13, uh, um, he uh, he was in uh, Ohio, like Cleveland, Dayton, Ohio, Cincinnati, I think, or whatever, right? He said he, uh, you know, left his house and uh, he grabbed him and his pit bull puppy and he was at a truck stop and he said, hey, yo, which one of y'all, where y'all going? And one dude said he was going to Miami, Florida, and he just hopped in the back of his car and went to uh, Florida with this nigga. And he was homeless out there in Miami, Florida and shit like that. This is what this nigga is saying. Y'all don't... You hopped in the truck at 13. You hitchhiked at 13. That don't sound like drug shit to you? Nigga, you were human trafficked. <laughs> you were human trafficked at will. <laughs> you a victim. You a, oh, oh, CSI. You a victim, my nigga. You were human trafficked as a child you, by, by your wishes. <laughs> you on drugs. What is that? That sounds like drugs, my nigga. Like, say, you know what? I, I'm just saying, bro, like, by choice, it was like, yeah, let me get in this car and just live nowhere. Like, nigga, you on drugs, cat. Now, and not only that, where is the biggest cocaine capital of the United States? Miami fucking Florida, bro. <laughs> nigga, it is right there, bro. They bring it in from Cuba right over there. The nigga, they chop it up. It's pure over there. Nigga, don't. It sound like you was trying to get to the Jordans. You was trying to camp out in line before everybody. For the new J's is about to drop. Oh, you know the new cocaine about to drop. And you took your pit bull puppy. Nigga, I'll leave here with this. Um, 
This nigga says, he always says how people always say, call him saying that he on drugs, he on drugs, he on drugs, he on coke, he on crack, he on this. I've never been on. I've never been. He keeps saying, I've never done any hard drugs. I've never. But Cat Williams, I also remember when you said this, and I think it was in Pimp Chronicles, you said, quote, if people been calling you a crackhead for 20 years, then guess what? You a crackhead. Now, Cat, were you lying about that? My name is Kenesha and I might get canceled. Psych, nigga. Nigga, this is the extended episode. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? I just finished watching the rest of the second half of that motherfucking long ass interview that he did that was four days long. So, nigga, we finna talk about the rest of this shit. Y'all thought it was over, nigga? This still the cat facts. Welcome to I Might Get Canceled. It's your boy, Kenesha, and you already know, and we gonna keep this shit rolling. Welcome all my niggas who was, uh, you know, saying crossing guards and the nigga who habitualized us. We gonna cross that line together, because guess what? We cross the line. Like, what? Immigrants, nigga, line. let's get back to this shit. Cat Williams and this fucking uh, uh, interview has exploded. People have responded. It's, 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 this is the interview of the year. There's nobody that's going to beat this shit. It's over 20 million views in less than three days. Like, it's crazy. That shit might get up to 100 million views by the end of the month, bro. So, this shit has hella impact, and that's why we motherfucking here. So, yes, welcome back. This is the extended version. This almost didn't make it here, but we're going to talk about some real shit because those more topics we forgot, and we got to address this shit. Number one, he said, he said in his thing, he said, Every person that works for the devil has one job is to act like it didn't happen. It's to act like they don't work for the devil. To act like they don't have a deal with the devil. I mean, Kat, in that case, nigga, if he would have asked you, if Shannon Sharp would have asked you, hey, okay, you work for the devil, what you gonna say? No, I have no dealings, don't want nothing, but you're making it look like you, it didn't happen. Like, you, nigga, like, that's contradictory because it's like, nigga, you could say that about anybody now. You get what I'm saying? So how's that affect where everybody's going to be like, nigga, no, I don't work for the devil. So everybody work with the Illuminati, including you, cat, Because you can't do nothing but deny it. Nigga, like, stop it. <laughs> the fuck? And, and, so that's why I don't get it. That's Cap. I'm sorry, Cap Williams. That's Cap on that one. Bro. Next thing, he said, he was talking about how uh, 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 Harvey Weinstein wanted to suck my dick first. <laughs> He said it was a movie role. It was offered an army Weinstein in front of his whole agency said that he would suck his dick. That's what he said. Army Weinstein said it. And he said, he told him no. This is what Kat said. He said, I told him no. And then when I get to set for the shooting of the movie, I see two other black dudes. And I'm like, well, how did y'all get here? Why couldn't it be the same way you got here? Or maybe you lied about saying no. And they counted here the same way you got here, which is why you questioned them. Do y'all see, like, it's the hypocrisy. You feel what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know about that one. It's like, bro, it's like, how how does this all, how does this all just only not apply to you, cat? You know what I'm saying? But you can accuse other people when you in the same room that they, they probably looking at you and thinking, how did you get here? What did you have to do? You feel what I'm saying? But I don't know. He did say this, though. When you sign up for their program, you get a light-skinned, weird-face-looking bitch as your wife who won't do an interview in 20 years. Okay, nigga, that, 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 that is true. That's a lot of niggas, though. Niggas only date women in their budget. Y'all know, know how the fuck it goes, right? There are niggas who right now have a... There are niggas who right now 
drive a Ford Focus. But if they had the money, they would drive a Rolls Royce because they really want a Rolls Royce, but they're driving their substitute. That is not their dream car. That is literally their affordable substitute right now. Okay. A lot of, a lot of teams wanted Deion Sanders to do, to coach their football program. All right. Some people couldn't afford them, including Jackson State University. So who do they have? They have the substitute that they can afford. That's all of what is going on. Okay, guys. Like, so yes, that happens a lot in Hollywood. And yes, a lot of them niggas do that. And a lot of them, a lot of them look alike. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, like I said, I always say this. Karuchi looks like, looks like Exudi, who looks like, uh, 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 Kim Bellas or who looks like, um, what's the, what's the other one? The so Drea who looks like every girl that, that Drake dated in the last 17 years who looks like they all look the same to me. You know what I'm saying? They all look the same to me. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they all like skin. They all fit the same mold. As a matter of fact, they all probably the same girl. Like that's just how it goes because when niggas get money, they start dating women who wouldn't never lick their way if they didn't have the money. But that's just how it goes because they're around a whole bunch of women. They now have access to a whole bunch of women with their fame, success, and fortune that they are now around women that they didn't currently have access to. Same way, like, hey, yo, you don't have access to certain things until your network levels up. You don't have access to certain uh uh uh, uh things to purchase until you got money. You get what I'm saying? You don't get to. That's because you don't get to see it until you have crossed the threshold of something new in your life. Or I'm sorry, are elevated the threshold of elevation in your life and you get access to certain things. So with men, it's normally it's normally uh, uh, money that money, fame, you know, and success that gives them access to that. And that's just what they see in the room of uh, of uh, what what they had again. It's like, yo, basketball players, they can't see the business sitting in the nose leaks. <laughs> They see the chicks that's, you know what I'm saying, that's close, front row, the the under-level seats, shit like that. That's who they see. You get what I'm saying? They see the chicks on TV. They all live in the same communities in Atlanta, New York, and Hollywood. These are who they're around. They're not going to the same clubs that the poorest go to. You know what I'm saying? The average person goes to. No. They're in places that might, hey, yo, where people only got money or beautiful women or women who have the network of being around these successful guys are. That's just what it is. I'm not saying that, oh, there's a reason for that. No, nigga, that's just that's just how the fuck it's always been. Now here go the crazier part. Absolutely can't with some the truth about that. And it's more than seven niggas. It's at least 45,000. And here goes the thing. Go look at them same niggas first wife or their first baby mama before the fame, before the rise or whatever. Them bitches look like Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Let do. And I'll talk about Jamie Foxx when he was in, uh, what was the movie, Woo? No, I'm sorry, it was Booty Call. <laughs> that is what they, like, but I'm just saying, like, that is what happens, bro. Like, damn, okay? But he ain't lying. Y'all niggas gotta stop that. It's always, like, like, and a lot of them, and they do be quiet because they know, like, hey, bitch, you can't cause me, but you, you fuck around saying the wrong thing about me. These motherfuckers, out shit, now all of a sudden, I'm, I'm Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Who was also with Cassie. Another nice kid. Woman that ain't did the interview with. So My bad. And, and yo, look. And uh, shout out to Cassie. I'm glad she got everything and more from that nigga. Or whatever. Diddy, you disgusted. All right. Um, next thing. Uh, uh, he said, Kevin Hart is a plant. Let's talk about that. Kevin Hart started in Philadelphia. This is documented. 
he started in Philadelphia. He has so many videos where he's performing at the Laugh House in Philadelphia, right? He uh, uh, he then gets because uh, uh, this comedian tour used to put him on, right? And then uh, he, you know, doing comedy in the scene, he meets uh, this guy named Ah Fuck. I just forgot this nigga name. Anyways, he meets his actual mentor who used to go to New York. Every fuck, what's his nigga name? He has a uh, John. He has a. Uh, he has a comedy special called Back of the Bus. The Back of the, or Back of the, because he always used to say, I'm Back of the Bus funny. Just type in uh, Kim Hart's mentor or uh, Back of the Bus. Uh, Keith Robinson, that's his name. So he then meets Keith Robinson. Keith Robinson sees that, hey, yo, this, this little nigga got something. He's like, hey, yo, I'm going to start taking you to New York with me, right? And so he go, they, you know, they're traveling to New York. He starts cutting his teeth in New York. You know what I'm saying? It's the East Coast, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you, I'm not saying you make it there, you can make it anywhere. But nah, you get into the scene over there. They fuck with you. You you on your rise. And he was on a meteoric rise over there. He ends up uh, uh, meeting Bill Burr. Bill Burr refers him to his agent at the time, which is David Becky. And I'm talking about this is five-star caliber agent and representation. This is not one of the lazy ones now or whatever. No, this was five-star caliber. He got him hella deals. He was in, he was in eBay commercials, if I'm not mistaken. Check out, uh, fact check me on that. He was in eBay commercials uh, uh, back then, and that was back then when Jim Gaffigan was doing the eBay commercials as well, or whatnot. So Kevin R used to do a lot of eBay commercials. I want to say it was eBay. It was something he was doing. And point is, is that point is, is that Dave Becky, which was his agent, or whatnot. I'm talking about did his fucking work. He was no slouch, and uh, of course he got uh, a television deal. Then you know he's also in New York. He's funny as hell. Guess who thinks he's funny? Dame Dash gave him his first movie. You see what happened? Yeah, it was eBay commercial way back in the motherfucking day. This is crazy, right? And then, um, uh, 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 even take it back, right? He, uh, then, um, he, he meets Dame Dash. Dame Dash puts him in his first movie. Uh, uh, what was it called? Little Soldiers? Oh my God. Uh, it was called, um, it was called Soldiers. Oh fuck! It was called. It was called soldiers. It was something soldiers. Paper soldiers. Paper soldiers. There we go. I'm look, man. It's it's one of days. So paper soldiers. He puts him in that or whatever. Uh, uh, with another New York comedian and legend, Smokey Robinson. Shout out to my nigga. I said Smokey Robinson. Smokey Suarez. I'm fucked up today, y'all. Like, I don't know what's going on, but Smokey Suarez was in it too. They they both started right now. You know, uh, Kevin Hart. This is also at a time where it was still giving uh, uh, comedians like deals. See, here's how you know a comedian was one of the big names at the time because it happens a lot. It happened all the way from Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, even uh, Jamie Foxx. Um, uh, didn't really happen to Chappelle during that era or not, but uh, it also happened to um, and even and even Kevin Hart at, 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 at some point. Uh, and here's why I say that. This is what they used to do. As soon as they find out you high, you perform, you're good, they're like, oh, we see some potential in you. So they start giving you like small little movie roles here and there. Then they, hey, yo, look, let's try to create a TV show around you. They will give you pilot after pilot after pilot, right? Like uh, Kevin Hart had one called The Big House. It was canceled literally the day he was announcing it. That's the crazy part. But you can catch the videos on Tubi and YouTube right now. Literally the full uh, blown episodes. But the point is they'll give you, they'll, they'll put you in a few movie roles or whatever, right? See how the world feels about you. Also try to give you a TV show like to get the world to be introduced uh, to you. 
right? And then they also or they'll keep pitching it to networks, right? And uh, you'll get some commercials, shit like that. They'll even do a book deal with you. If one of those things hit, all of a sudden you're a movie star. You're starring in movies. Chris Rock started movies. Eddie Murphy did. Richard Pryor, uh, Bill Cosby. They all did a TV show, movies, book deal. You name it. They just, hell, same thing with Jamie Foxx. It all happened that way. And Kevin was getting set for that, right? Mind you, at this same time, the biggest uh, comedian out right now was Cat Williams. Cat Williams was a guy. This this is, uh, it was uh, Kings of Comedy in black, in black uh, comedy. It was the Kings of Comedy early 2000s, right? And they had that meteoric rise. After that, now three of them already had television shows, right? Everyone except Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac ends up getting his a little after that, right? Bernie Mac had they all had their own television shows. Sid and Steve shared one together. Uh, uh, most of them are on radio, right? They also like Bernie Mac kept getting movie deals and things like that. He got his TV show. Y'all keep seeing where I'm going with this. Cedric became a. Uh, 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 um, a star, a movie star, or whatnot. He kept getting movies that he starred in and shit like that. The agent, what was that agent movie he had? Code name agent cleaner, things like that. You see where this is going? Uh, Steve Harvey, he was getting Steve Harvey can't act, but <laughs> I mean, but a lot of comedians suck at acting, which is so weird. But yes, uh, uh, and and niggas think that no comedians can act all, all because they see Eddie Murphy and Jamie Foxx. But trust me, like Chris Rock, this and that, a lot of them couldn't act. But he could only play one character, right? But uh, yeah, so uh, the King's Comedy did that. Even Steve Harvey had shit like You Got Served, right? He also was in another movie. Hell, he played himself in Think Like a Man and shit like that. But they'll give him movie roles, but also television. And Steve died in the television. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, he kept doing television, kept doing movies, kept doing uh, 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 kept doing radio. Like it just kept going up, 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 up. That's just how it is. Cat Williams had his. He, he blew up on the DVD uh, in the DVD era, right? Uh, with the uh, Chronicles, the Pimpin', uh, all his comedy specials. He ends up getting on a movie next Friday. I mean, Friday after next, he blows up from there. You get what I'm saying? He was offered TV shows. He was uh, he, he he featured in a couple movies. This nigga was in so many music videos for niggas, especially like rap people, where he played a pimp every single time. <laughs> Talking about Reg, but yes. So it's like that's what happened. So uh, uh, Kevin Hart was on his same rise. So how can you call a nigga? And that's when you know soul playing came, right? And uh, soul playing, yeah. All the comedians in there, Godfrey. Uh, uh, who was it? Godfrey. Um, uh, uh, John Witherspoon pops. Uh, he had D.L. Hughley, some more. Um, the cat from the Eve show. He had. There was a, there was, um, fuck, I can't, the dude who plays Uncle Ruckus, he was in that movie. Uh, uh, Monique, um, uh, uh, Snoop, uh, the, the chick who's on, um, the, uh, yeah, but the chick who's on, what's the uh, comedian chick's name who is on, um, what's that show called? Not to, not to view. It's on a BT. Um, she was on that, the big, the big black lady. Ah, oh, fuck, I was more. Not some more. Uh, like Lonnie Love, Lonnie Love, or whatever. So everybody was in this motherfucker. This was one of those movies. This is 2004. And here go the thing: you calling him an industry, but he flopped on 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 a, a Soul Plane. He flopped on Soul Plane. And here go the crazy part: Kevin Hart even talks about that. How that movie was really not even um, how that movie uh, 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 did horrible in the box office, but it was a big. It was a big uh, uh, DVD burden CDs 
movie. Like when you, when it comes to like I know some of y'all young listening to this shit, but when it comes to uh, uh burn DVDs and bootleg DVDs and shit like that, bootleg DVDs, the top three that everybody had was the Friday collection, Madea collection, and Soul Plane. That's what made first of all, that's what made Tyler Perry, you know, as big as he was. His like he was already selling out plays and shit like that. But his DVD bootleg sales that he made no money off of ended up making him a superstar in the streets. This is a fact. Same thing with Soul Play. Because it had everybody in that bitch that we love. And that movie is funny. It was a it was a little classic. It was a street play. It is what it is, right? Same with Paper Soldiers too. Now, um, so he's on his rise, right? And so to call this nigga a plan for being the craziest part, it was like Kim Hart never did nothing in uh never did nothing in uh uh in LA or whatever or at the comedy store, but he never did nothing in LA. He's literally on a YouTube video in LA at the Laugh Factory. You can look this up where not only he performed, but Cat Williams performed that same day on that show. It's literally him and Cat Williams. Look up, look up Kevin Hart Laugh Factory. I think it was like 2007 or 2008 or maybe 2006 or some shit. But I'm just saying, you know, like you still had to travel and perform. He was still a stand-up comedian. And he had like, I think at the time he had um, Scary Movie 4 and shit, right? So saying all of that to say this, saying all that to say this, to call a nigga uh, industry plant who literally went to, came up the same way that nigga, you were blowing up. Nigga, what you, what you mean by that? Right. And then not only that, you can't call Kev uh, industry plant because literally back in, I want to say 2013, 2014, this nigga, this nigga literally had uh, uh, Sony uh, uh, in an uproar. Like they did a movie with him. Sony did a movie with him. And everybody knows there was Sony leak where emails leak. And it leaked that, hey, yo, look, they were talking shit about Kevin Hart. Because they was like, why would this nigga promote us on his social media? Why do we need to pay him an extra million dollars just to promote on his social media? How you an industry plant when they're complaining that they have to pay you for your platform? You know what I'm saying? And Kevin Hart responded. He was like, look, hey, they paid me. It don't matter. Like, if they have a problem, I have nothing to do with that. It's business. Basically, look, I structured my social media, I structured my social media platform to a point where you're, I, I built my fans who actually go to the box office. They watch. They watch my films. So instead of, he said, look, y'all pay the Super Bowl to advertise. Look, do you, you want to advertise on my page? It costs because Super Bowl, you're throwing a shot in the dark. You come to my page, you're getting the direct people who are going to literally open their wallet for you. So you're going to pay for that. It just is what it is, bro. It's business. So how you calling him an industry plant when the industry hated him? For that nigga, if anything, he, yo, if anything, he ain't a plant, nigga. He, he ain't a plant that was placed there and shit like that. He grew on his own. You know what I'm saying? It was a diamond in the rough. You got to give him that. Same thing as you, Cat Weep. So I'm going to call Cap on that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm going to call Cap on that, right? Now, um, I will say this, right? Uh, he goes, he said this. He said, Michael Blackson is a real African who has a fake accent. He's a real African with a fake African accent. I get it. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. A lot of people are like, see, I told you that nigga be banging with that. Look, 
I've been a comedian for 12 years. When I used to live in New York, uh, uh, my first couple of years of comedy and that, I uh, I actually met Mike Tyson or whatever. And it was so crazy to me because when we was in the green room or going that, uh, when we was in the green room, yes, the nigga he was born and raised in Ghana. You know what I'm saying? He lived in a few other African uh, countries as well, like Nigeria for a little while. He even speaks a couple of Nigerian languages. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken, he speaks Yoruba too as well. And he was just talking to me about shit or whatever. And it was so funny because even though he was born and raised there, he's still a Philly nigga. He has a Philly nigga accent with with the Ghanaian accent as well. You know what I'm saying? But you don't hear that on stage. Here's why you don't hear that on stage. Because when he came up in the game in the 90s, when he came up in the game in the 90s, you know, he used to go on stage, you know, try to please the crowd, this and that. And they kind of weren't feeling that. You know what I'm saying? And then, because part of comedy is being genuine to what the crowd thinks or wants to believe about you. So you could be yourself, which is fine, right? Or you could be an amplified version of yourself, which is fine. Hell, you could be a whole nother person. It don't matter. If the audience literally says, okay, I believe that, they fuck with it. You get what I'm saying? That's just how it goes. If it looks genuine, if it looks like I might believe it, if it looks believable, they'll rock with it. That's how it goes. That's part of comedy and performing, right? So I'm saying that I'm saying that to say, like for instance, if The Rock decided to do a, a set of comedy and he decided to be, uh, you know, a cringe comedian saying shit that was, you know, dark and blue, you know, shit that don't, it's kind of off brand for him. We wouldn't, we wouldn't expect that coming from him. So we kind of wouldn't believe it. So we'd be like, ah, eh, nah. But if he said shit that was that that is on brand for him, that we do believe that is, you know, he tells stories about what happened to him, you know, uh, in his career and shit like that. That was fun. We gonna we gonna fuck with that because that seems genuine. That's just how people are, right? So I'm saying all that to say this. Uh, it's not a fake exit. He was going on stage just being himself, and people kind of didn't believe because they kind of still are. You know, the African accent that he had. So they were like, nigga, why don't you just do that? He goes on stage one day. He tells the story a lot. He goes on stage one day with the dashiki on or that with the African attire on. And he literally used his accent. I also shit like, you know, he had no he was like, Man, look, it's worth a shot. I'm just gonna try it. And he goes on and he he got it was the audience was very receptive to him. He got positive feedback from them. They're laughing, they wanted more. He goes back, does it again. He was like, okay, let me just perfect this craft with this. He found his own lane. That is the best thing to do in this in business in general. Find your own lane where there's no competition. Why would you be, why would you be McDonald's, right? I'm sorry, why would you be Burger King and set up shop right next to McDonald's? No, nigga, you're not finna, you're splitting the money. Hell, McDonald's be mad because they splitting your money. Go to a block where there ain't no other McDonald's or no other Burger King and just do your shit there. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, you're going to make money in that area. You're going to be, you going to, he followed the path that nobody was on instead of uselessly competing with everybody doing the same exact shit. And that's why he built a niche audience who loves what he does, who believes what he does. So to say that he got a fake accent and I know people that be like, yeah, you need to stop doing that and shit like that. And I get it. I'm Nigerian too. And I get like being an African, you kind of be like, hey, yo, why you always got to like, you know, like African it up a little bit. Like I've heard people actually say that and I understand what they're saying, you know, because everybody going to think African is like that or whatever shit like that. No, no, no. To tell him 
I heard somebody say this. Man, dog, he needs to change it up. He's been doing that for 30 years, bro. He just stopped doing all that. Super, like, change it up. It, it ain't really... Nigga, he, he clears millions of dollars a year. Like, millions of dollars a year. You can look this up. He has an interview he did with uh with Gary Owen, where Gary Owen was like, this nigga went and performed in Houston. He did about 16 shows. And then I saw him with a Rolls Royce Wraith the next weekend. I think that nigga, he said, I'm a comedian. I know what we make when we go to Houston and we do all the bad shows or whatever. I know he bought, he used that money and bought that rate. And then when he brought him on, he was talking to Joy Coyle about that. And then they saw the next episode when he brought on Michael Blackson on his podcast. He asked him, I was like, yeah, I did that show and I did something in North Carolina. I went and bought a rate for that money. Like the nigga getting that type of money where he can just fuck off $400,000, you know what I'm saying, on the car if he wants to. This is real shit. He did this years ago. This is real shit. And I think he did like 18, 19 shows in Houston. Wild as fuck. So I'm saying all that to say this. He makes millions of dollars. So to tell him he need to switch it up or to tell him why he always do that, you're basically telling him, hey, stop making money. No, bro. When you in your bag, like I said earlier, the rot, the rot said, found that he could be an action star. And he stayed in that bag of action. Whether it was family action, comedy action, 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 every uh, uh, buddy cop action, you name it. Rated R action, Fast and the Furious action. He stayed in that bag and kept doing it. And that's what made him who he is, right? And that's what this nigga, um, and that's exactly what uh, um, uh, 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 Michael Blackson did. He was like, let me just stay in my bag of this. This is what my people like. This was keeping me a multi-millionaire just off stand-up alone. He ain't got to beg to be in a movie or in a TV show. And then he literally clears millions of dollars a year just off stand-up comedy. So, and and the crazy part, everybody talking about, oh, he got a fake accent, this and that, man. He ain't really, he ain't really that funny, blah, blah. Why he got a fake accent? Why, why he can't just be himself? Why y'all niggas never say that about Larry the Cable Guy? Why y'all niggas never say that about Larry the Cable Guy? Did y'all know Larry the Cable Guy's name is not even Larry? This nigga played a redneck character his entire stand-up career and then got on uh the um what the blue collar comedy tour that made him even bigger. And every time he gets an acting gig, uh he still plays the Larry the Cable Guy character. Y'all watch the movie Cars? He was the Larry the Cable Guy in that. We just did just oh wait, no. He's that, that is not even his name. He used to do stand-up as himself and it wasn't as big. So he turned on that redneck character and called himself Larry the Cable Guy. He became big and he's stuck in that character. He does animated films with that character's voice. What the fuck is y'all talking about? I, what is Larry the Cable Guy's name? <laughs> we gonna think he literally used to do stand-up. Without the voice. And y'all didn't say shit to that nigga. No, that was uh, uh, Jeff Fox. His name is Daniel. His name is Daniel Whitney. Oh, okay. And his middle name is Lawrence. So that's where he got the Larry. Cool. But his name is Daniel Whitney, y'all. And y'all called him Larry the Campbell guy. He don't even talk like that in real life. And y'all let that nigga slide. But but Michael Blackson, who's actually African, can't play up a character that he already is to a heightened degree. It's fuck y'all. <laughs> Washington, Fox, where it does. Yeah. Man, fuck y'all, bro. 
Fuck y'all, bro. Let my nigga make money. And and Jeff Foxworthy, I said Jeff Foxworthy. I'm sorry. And Larry the Cable Guy is worth at least eight to nine figures. Let my nigga make his money, bro. Let Michael Blackson make his money. But yes, back to it. Uh, so yeah, bro. Like when Cat said that, it was like I get what you're saying, Cat. Like I, we gotta let that. We gotta let uh Michael Blackson rock, making money, black man. It is what it is. Uh, now uh the next one. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. He goes, uh, don't nobody have no stories of me doing nobody dirty. I've taken 46 comedians. I've taken 46 comedians on tour with me. Nobody has no uh, uh, um, no stories of me doing anybody dirty, this and that or whatever, or mistreating anybody. Yes, you do. Ashima Franklin. Ashima Franklin was his opener for six years, between 2010 and 2016. And, um, in, in 2016, Cat Williams was sued for alleged abuse and other things like kidnapping that he did to her. Right? Uh, she claimed she was gang jumped by Cat Williams and two other women that left her face swollen. Pictures and everything, bro. They they took this shit to court. You know what I'm saying? Like she says, yes, Cat Williams changed my life, but at no point does he have the right to put his hands on me. Bro, that's crazy. And again, if niggas be lying, why not sue these people for defamation? Okay. Now, reportedly, Cat Williams ended up paying her some of the money. Some money. She she sued for three million dollars or what that. At first, she only wanted the wages. Uh, uh, she was old, you know, when he got fired and shit like that or whatever. But you know, uh, it got a little bigger, and then you know they had to sue him for this thing. You know, uh. And, uh, you know, I'd put his ass on that shit like that. Now, Cat did pay some money. I guess they settled out of court. One thing everybody always says about Cat between me and you, just me being in the industry, I'll let y'all know this shit. They always say Cat gonna pay. That's one thing Cat gonna pay. Whether he throws the money at you, throws it on the floor, or actually has it to you nicely, Cat always gonna pay. Yes. Ain't nobody say Cat ain't never paid them. Real shit. And if he does forget that he, uh, that he was supposed to pay you or whatever, he will put a little interest on it. He'll sprinkle some love on it. Everybody says that about Cat. Uh, including her, including her, or not. Uh, but yes, uh, it was taken to court. Even in interviews, she said, "I just, uh, I was just happy to be out of that situation, and I wanted him to get better. We need to get this man some help." She's saying this years ago. She's saying this over eight years ago, y'all. Even longer than that. Talking about, we just need to get this man some help uh, and some help asap. That was her quote. Help him ASAP. That don't sound like a nigga that sold drugs to y'all. You know who needs to be in the court during the shit? Judge Joe Mantis. Because he knows somebody a crackhead. I know you smoke crack cat. <laughs> like it needed to be. Like I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Like cat keeps saying he's not on drugs. I really think he, he is y'all. Like, like yo. You know like. Cat keeps saying, nobody has a story of me being on drugs. So we're not, nobody saw me being on drugs. I'm like, he act like there's no such thing as functioning drug addicts. You know what I'm saying? Like we never seen, like there's not, not functioning crackheads every day, nigga. Just because we ain't seen you do it don't mean you don't do it. You get what I'm saying? Just because we ain't seen you doing it don't mean you don't do it. For instance, we all saw the new edition movie, right? Everybody was shocked that Ricky Bell was doing cocaine nobody knew that nigga was on cocaine 
He literally put it in the story because, you know, he wanted to tell his truth. Everybody was shocked. They were like, uh-uh, he on cocaine. Not Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky on white. Like, that's literally what they said. We were shocked. And, 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 and here we are. Here we are. Cat thinks just because nobody seen it that he don't do it. Like, nigga, Cat Williams, you are a titty-less Amanda Bots. You know what I'm saying? You are a Lindsay Lohan with a perm and on some term. Like, nigga. Like, we all saw that viral picture of this nigga where he was in shackles at court with a smile. Like, nigga, look that picture up. Like, who is who is happy to be in jail? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who is that happy in prison cuffs? Like, come on. You know who is? A crackhead. Acting like we don't know any functioning crackheads. There are plenty functioning crackheads. Look at Chris Brown. I'm just saying. That's my duck. <laughs> but nah, like he had he be saying some crackhead shit. I looked at older interviews, right? About this nigga. He just be saying shit like just pulling shit out of his ass, bro. And I love cat. I'm a cat fan. Like I told y'all, he had the best special to be ever. Pimp Chronicles. I ain't never that was the funniest special I've ever seen in my life. That shit go in the Hall of Fame of all comedy specials. Not just black, not just men. No. And all of that, you want a special done right. That's how she, that's the joke she didn't do. I, that shit was hilarious. And it had the world saying what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Using his language and shit like that. That was beautiful. He had people on the ruckus and it wasn't even in movie theaters. The last time people were, were saying, you know, people's jokes that much was, was the Kings of Calvary, which was in theaters, uh, Raw by Eddie Murphy, which was in theaters. And laugh at my pain, which was in theaters. All right, all right, all right. You go learn that all that shit that was in theaters. And he did that with a DVD that hit the streets and shook the world like in 06, man. Come on, man. I love Cat. You know what I'm saying? But he do be pulling shit up out his ass. All right? The nigga said he told Michael Plaxton to go open up a school in Africa. Bro, anytime you are a big name celebrity who is African within America, a part of your PR, a part of your PR team is, hey, yo, let's go open a well in Africa, a hospital in Africa, uh, a school in Africa. They all do it. Hell, Akai did it, you know, uh, Andre Kodala did it, nigga shit. I'm about to, nigga, come on now. Nigga. It just is what it is, bro. But he said, but it all sounds, but his story sound, you know, drug in, drug in by the day. Like, I watched an old Vlad interview. This is Vlad interview from 2014 by Cat Williams, where he also said, that he was the one who told Terry Crews that he needed to start acting. He was like, yeah, he was doing security on set for us. And I was like, you professional, you need to start doing some acting. Nigga, you talked to him about that and the first movie y'all did together was him trying to fuck you in the bathroom. Come on, nigga. Stop it, bro. Stop it. You were like, yeah, man, I know you need to do... He also said that, yeah, before I went on hiatus, I was the one who told Kevin Hart's people and their team to get ready, you know, uh, 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 and I taught them how to make Kevin Hart a superstar. I told them uh, how to turn Kevin Hart into Kevin Hart. I told them that. Nigga. Nigga, what? Talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he said he told... He, but still, even then, he said that he was the one who told Ted Cruz to... Uh, uh, in 2014, in the Vlad interview, he was being interviewed by uh, Magic... Uh, uh, Magic Don Juan. He said that he taught... He told Terry Crews to act. He also said that he uh, 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 told Kevin Hart's people to be uh, 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 
how to be how uh, to make Kevin Hart Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. This is in 2014. He also said that uh uh he said I started the BT Awards. I created that. I created no, he said I created the BT Hip Hop Awards. I created that. And I get paid no matter who hosted. And then he said, it's because I sat down with Stephen Hill and we talked like, man, we didn't even have a contract, which is why I don't make a percentage. Hold up. It's Uchi Wally or one mic. You just said you get paid no matter who hosts it because you created that motherfucker. But also you said there was no contract, so you don't get a uh, percentage. Nigga, what's going on, bro? So, um, uh, uh, and it was like, yeah, because no contract, that's how business actually gets done. Nigga, no the fuck, it don't. I don't know what you're talking about, but I get what you're saying. Um, uh, but yeah, and he also said he also said that he uh, it was so funny. We were talking about I told Kevin Hart team how he could be a star because I could build you up to fight you, and you could fight me, boy, boy. He literally said that in 2014 as well. Not just on the uh, 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 club JJ, boy, boy, right? So, and then he 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 said the biggest said the biggest. Crackhead story in the world. He said when he was 13, he was door to door. He was a door to door salesman. He used to knock on people's doors overnight at the age of 13, right? He said, uh, uh, he gets to one house, he knocks on the door. They open the door and it's five girls and they're crying, right? And they just open the door and they're just crying. And then I walked in there and they're not even shocked in that, 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 uh, a stranger's in the house and they were just crying. And I was like, why are you girls crying? And they said, our pimp just got shot in the head. He's dead. And they kept crying. And I was like, oh, my God, whenever I have to be for you guys, I'm going to be for you guys. And I stayed there with him at 13. And we was getting business going. So you was pimping at the age of 13. You moved in with uh, uh, prostitutes at the age of 13. And and because their pimp just got shot. You heard them say their pimp just got shot in the head and died. And you was like, oh, this is a great job opportunity for me. Nigga, what? And what was you selling door to door at the age of 13? I don't need... I'm not saying I don't believe Kev, but that also sounds like what also is in the prostitution how drugs. It sounds like some drug shit was going on. And who says, oh, he got shot? Well, it's I think I should be y'all's pimp now. A druggy. Like, I'm mistaken just for the drugs at. I'm just saying, I'm not, look, this is all alleged, but I'm just saying, if you can put out some bullshit, I'm just saying some bullshit. But it, it sounds like, you know what I'm saying? If it smells like coke. And so, um, yeah, that was that was crazy as fuck. But yes, back to it. And then he started talking about niggas wearing the dress. And I'm going to address the dress right now. I'm going to address the dress. We always talking about, oh, black men always wearing dresses and shit like that. Why are they doing that? They doing the Illuminati. They this and that. It's not funny where they wear a wig or they wear a dress and they, they they shouldn't be wearing a dress. See, that's how they try to get you and we can't respect nobody that wears a dress. You know what I don't like about that conversation? I don't like that conversation because we pick and choose all the fucking time when it comes to wearing the dress. We be picking and choosing and we be, we be cherry picking who the fuck we want to be mad at. We be picking and choosing on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because Cat Williams was just talking about how Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest comedians ever. He said, Chappelle is funnier than me. I know Chappelle is the greatest comedian uh, uh, that's alive right now. He says that all the fucking time, right? But Chappelle was in drag on the Howard Stern show. Chappelle also wore a dress in the film Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He wore a dress on there, all right? Yeah, but 
But you want to, but he, he, Chappelle wore a dress, but you're talking about how Brandon T. Jackson wore one for Big Mama's House 3, right? Where, where is the same energy when you're talking down on Ricky Smiley for wearing a dress, but you were silent about Martin Lawrence wearing a dress? Everybody be silent about Shanae and Mama Payne, right? Now, now, now y'all loud as hell about Tyler Perry wearing a dress, but y'all quiet as hell about Eddie Murphy wearing a dress in Nutty Professor in Coming to America. Also, he wore a dress in, uh, Respecia, uh, what's it called? What was it? Uh, Norbit. Like, nigga, what is we doing here? You get what I'm saying? Why are we, where's the same energy? We were loud as hell about the Wayans wearing dresses, but quiet as hell about Chris Rock when he wore a dress. And that's who people who can't say is at his top list of the greatest comedians who he thinks is funny than him. Right? We even, matter of fact, just to, just to go back to the Wayans, we even cherry pick with the Wayans. We talk down on Damon Wayans for playing this gay character or this feminine character or this or wearing a dress, but we don't be, but everybody's quiet when it comes to white chicks because we love that movie, White Chicks. So we cried on Shining Marlon about that because we love white chicks, right? We begging for a white chicks two sequel. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, where's the fucking same energy? We loud as hell about Kevin Hart wearing a dress, but where's the same energy when Jamie Foxx played Wanda? Oh, y'all forgot that on Living Color? That was his whole character. That's what blew him up on that on that show. Nigga, what is he talking about here? We always saying that shit. Why did we why did we say nothing when Wesley Snipes wore a dress? Oh, cause he blamed. That's what it was. Like we 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 didn't say nothing. Cat reveres Bernie Mac. He says he's the true king of comedy. She reveres Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. But 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 here's the thing. The black community. We talked down on Little Murder on uh what's that show? On um what's the show uh in Mississippi? What's the show uh the Pink the Pink P Valley P Valley? Go very much P Valley. We talked down. Cat Weeds reveres Bernie Mac, but we talked down on Little Murder. But Bernie Mac played a gay character in the movie Life. And gay. When his when his gay partner died in there, he was sad. Oh yeah. Yeah. We remember that dang like dang like also he was saying dang like dang like like come on, bro. He was gay as hell that whole movie. And we let that slide. We let that slide because we pick and choose who we want to choose to fuck with. What about Tracy Morgan playing a gay character in uh, uh, The Longest Yard? Ving Rhames was a whole drag queen. This nigga, he was a whole drag queen the whole movie. He played RuPaul. It looked like the nigga, I don't know. He played a woman the entire movie. Had a boyfriend in the fucking movie. But nobody says nothing about Ving Rhames because, yeah, call for your mama now. We don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? And by the way, by the way, Ving Rhames, look this shit up. Y'all can look this shit up. Ving Rhames was a, uh, uh, was a, um, he was a Juilliard trained actor. That's the craziest part. Terry Crews played a gay thug. You ain't said nothing bad about Terry Crews, nigga. Tupac had a nose ring, a belly button tat, and he wore metal negligee in that tub. Y'all remember that? Nigga. That, that is fruity in any generation, my nigga. But we let it slide because we fuck with Tupac. That's what I'm saying. So we be picking and choosing when something is gay and when something is not. Let's just keep it fucking real, bro. Let's just keep it fucking real. Always saying shit. Why they gotta wear a dress? Why they? Why not just get a woman to play that role? Because it's funny because it's a man. It's funny when a man is playing the role of a woman. The same way when women play, play a role of a man or impersonate a man. It's funny. You know why? 
because it's irony. Part of comedy is irony. Is, is ironic shit happening to you. Ironic situations. Come on now. That's funny as hell. You want to see some irony. Every film has irony in it. Like, damn, this is happening, but this happened. And how the fuck are they going to get out of that? Come on. That's why the fuck we enjoy seeing that. That's why the mass is clearly because it's making money. You get what I'm saying? This shit is funny. Mama Payne wouldn't have been funny if Martin Lawrence wasn't playing the character. Neither would have Shanae been funny if Martin Lawrence wasn't playing the character. It's funny because it was Martin Lawrence playing the character. We knew it. I don't get how that shit is not like white chicks was funny because it was niggas playing white chicks. That's ironic. Bro, you get what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, like, have we forgotten this shit? Like, and actors, actors that actually act. They're just acting and having fun in the scene, bro. They don't give a fuck about all this shit. Like, nigga, I love Mrs. Doubtfire, bro. And I said all of that to say this. I ain't never wearing no dress. My name is Kenisa and I might get guessed.